Hello and welcome to another episode of Adam for Baseball. Um, this is your host Adam and there's a lot of parody in baseball right now record-wise. A lot of teams that are, um, I don't know, their last few weeks have just been a lot of treading water for a lot of teams. There's there's a couple outliers, right? The Rangers have been losing um, a little bit more than what they've been used to this season, right? They've, they've been kind of on a tough run, whereas Atlanta doesn't seem like they're ever slowing down. And now I believe Atlanta is the has the best record in baseball, yeah. Tampa Bay has kind of come back to normal, normal world baseball. They're still playing well. Rosarania hit a couple dingers this past week. Um, they're still, I mean, Tampa Bay's still up five and a half games in the East. Baltimore's kind of been on a little bit of a skid. They lost two out of three to Minnesota over the weekend. Uh, they had a tough time just putting the ball in play. Their pitching wasn't terrible. Uh, Kramer had a tough, tough night on Friday, and then, but the the next two guys did well. Um, we got kind of some fun games uh, th- this week um, until what is it? It's the I should look here. See what the regular season looks like. I mean the. Um, what am I trying to say? When All-Star break picks up, right? Because it's like a whole thing now. They've kind of packaged it a little bit better than in past. You know, when I was growing up, it was not as – it was a big deal. All-Star games were a big deal. Home run de- derbies were a really big deal. Um, but I feel like as a league, it's become a, a more of a to-do. And, um, like for for a few days because they're packaging in the draft now along with it like they're advertising it as a part of this all-star stretch right the futures game of course is I think become a little more popular it wasn't as big of a deal it's starting to get a little bit more um, you know it's starting to get a little bit more more heat a little more because I think guys, I think this is the fastest we've seen de- player development um, in young players. Um, we're start, you know, it used to be guys that develop in the minors, and they still do. A lot still do take a long time to develop, but the ones that are really good are getting the big leagues much quicker. I feel like, at least there's more of them. There's more of them. So they have. Uh, the Swingman Classic, the HBCU Swingman Classic is on Friday the 7th. Um, the Futures game is on that uh, Saturday the 8th, Celebrity All-Star game. Um, on that Sunday, it's going to be the draft. And then Monday is when the days off start to come, right? So that's when everybody's off. So Major League Baseball is going through the weekend. It may be except... Seattle. Seattle might be the exception to the rule there. Um, actually, that's a good question. Let's go. If we go Seattle Mariners, I think it, otherwise it's so it'll be a weird uh, week next week for you if you have fantasy. Uh, let's go Seattle Mariners schedule. And then they have, do they have a Sunday game? That's the question. They'll, I'm assuming they'll be on the road. Yeah, they're on the road. 
Yeah, so they're in Houston. And then, like, they don't play till Friday. I think there's some... I think there's some teams, like a couple teams that will maybe play Thursday. Let's see. If we go regular season, let me go to the, the, the calendar, right? And just kind of, I'm just trying to get an overview here. Um, let's go to the 13th. So today's the third. So we're a little ways out. So no games on Thursday. Okay, that's good. That's good. So then everybody's having just a normal normal weekend series. Okay. And the Twins will start off in Oakland, which is interesting. But um, tonight starts some really fun games, in my opinion. Some really fun series. Uh, Twins Royals, uh, Reds Nationals, Cardinals Marlins, Orioles Yankees, Braves Guardians, Angels Padres, Mariners Giants. That's a fun one. Uh, Pirates Dodgers, Astros Rangers which was a continuation of the weekend series, I believe. Same with Mariners-Giants, I believe. And then Cubs-Brewers. So there's a – and the Brewers took that one today. Rangers lost 12-11 to 11 today. Um, so right now I'm going to just kind of jump right into it with our guys Braxton Garrett and Jorge Mateo. Braxton Garrett, pitcher for the Marlins. He um, is pitching against a Cardinals team that's been pretty good lately. They've been getting better. Um, Braxton Garrett tonight so far is five innings, six hits, no walks, two runs, five strikeouts, and he gave up a home run, I believe, to yeah uh, Contreras. And that was um, a solo shot, and then Lars Newtbar got the other. Runs and then Miles Michaelis is pitching for the Cardinals and he just finished out the fifth. So Miles Michaelis is five innings, two strikeouts, two runs, four hits. So his whip is a little better than Braxton's tonight, um, but Braxton has three more strikeouts. Now Michaelis is at 69 pitches, Braxton Garrett at 82. We'll see if uh, I hope the Marlins send him out for another inning. We're going to see here. Um, but, yeah, so Braxton on the hill tonight. He will have a two-start week. So I'm very excited to see how he does. Um, and then Jorge Mateo, I actually saw him play a little bit against the Twins. Jorge's, I mean, he's just not hes just not driving the ball. There's not any, but you see it like he almost beat out just a routine grounder to second base because he's so fast. He's just, if you aren't. As a fielder, if you're not prepping for him coming down the line, then you're in trouble. You know, um, he was 0 for 3 in that game yesterday. Um, he still ended up having a stolen base um, in a game against the Twins uh, on Saturday. He didn't even play the game. He was pinch ran and then got a stolen base. And then he had a stolen base earlier in the week and one hit. So he was he's still on such a slide right now. He he can't hit very well right now. But because he has 22 stolen bases, it keeps him relevant, ultimately. So if you're looking for a stealing threat, I think he's a guy, because he's finding ways to steal bigs, even when he's not even getting at bats. So um, just be cognizant of, of guys like him. There are other players like him. So let's go and just look at guys with steals, right? So guys that are available in my kind of – let's look at my most competitive league 
highest steel guys that are available. Jihuan Bay uh, for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, he's got 20 steals and he's got a decent amount of runs scored. He's an interesting pickup. He's been he's on the IL right now, but he's second second base in outfield, so that's nice. Taylor Walls has I think quieted down a little bit on his steals. I think one of the funnest guys in the most interesting player right now that's available and even someone offered me a trade for him. They offered me uh, Volpe and Aaron Ashby for Sandy Alcantara in my Dynasty League. I did turn it turn it down because I already have Carlos Correa and Dansby Swanson, and I have Brooks Lee stashed, so I have no need for Anthony Volpe in that league. I have my future stole, or future shortstop stashed, and I have two established veteran shortstops right now on my team. And I actually even have Kyle Farmer on the bench if I need more depth. So I'm good on shortstop. I wasn't going to give up Sandy because I think Sandy's going to have a good second half, as we talked about last week, if you can make those adjustments. And Aaron Ashby is supposedly going to come off the IL in the second half of the year from shoulder surgery. We'll see. You know, that's that's a tricky one. But Anthony Volpe is very interesting. We're talking a guy that's talking about a guy that's pushing 300 at bats. Um the nice thing is the Yankees are playing him. They're just like letting him play, letting him take his bumps. And he's been hitting very well lately, very well. And, you know, he's even got some pop in that bat. He's, I mean, obviously people are excited about him for a reason, and, and a lot of the comparisons get drawn to Derek Jeter. It's just how it goes. The shortstop position there in New York was run by this great player for so long. And, of course, as a franchise that's got – so many people in the Hall of Fame and got so many just classic baseball players. They, You hope and dream that this Anthony Volpe will be the next big thing for them. And this year, I think he's been kind of fun. He's got 16 steals. Yes, he's batting 221, but that's something I'm willing to overlook right now since he has 33 runs, 29 RBIs, 10 home runs. So he's on pace for a 20 home run, 30 steal season. That's a big deal. Like, that's nothing to sniff at at all. Now, the runs need to be higher. He's batting towards the bottom of the lineup, so that's part of it. Uh, you know, he's, we know he's not going to drive in tons of runs sitting there, but if he's eventually their leadoff hitter once DJ LeMayhew's gone or whoever's leading off for them typically, um, let's see who's leading off tonight. I know Herman's pitching. He's given up three runs to the Orioles already coming off of his perfect game. So if we go to the Yankees, Yelame, who's leading off, and then it's uh, Glaber Torres, which I don't see Glaber Torres being a part of the Yankees' future. Like, I, I just don't see it. But I don't know much about that team, I guess, um, uh, you know, the way other 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 teams seem to kind of know about, or other people seem to know about the Yankees. So, um, yeah, Herman Hermans has two earned runs. Uh, he's he's kind of labored tonight through through his uh, three innings, and already in, um, you know, he just had like an eight pitch at bat. It was a ground up, but eight pitch at bat to Mullins. And um, Cedric Mullins is someone also who's who's kind of trying to get back on track right now. Cedric's ha- had kind of just a, he's just kind of hit a big skid. Um, so that's that's a little little you know disheartening. But 
Um, looks like Wilson Contreras just kind of seems to have Braxton Garrett's number, or not Braxton Garrett's number, the Marlins number. They did. Oh, they brought in Nardi. So Braxton Garrett went five and two thirds. Wilson Contreras doubled off of him to lead off the inning tonight um, in the top of the sixth. So he has a home run and um, a home run and a double. So Wilson Contreras looking good. Um, Jordan Walker flew out. Then Luke and Baker's truck out. They just brought in Andrew Nardi to face Paul DeYoung. Hopefully he can get that out. And then Braxton ends up with a pretty nice line. No walks tonight for Braxton. Like to see that. So we'll see what happens here. I'm going to kind of keep an eye on that as this goes on. Um, I saw that Oscar Colas is going to be coming up for the Chicago White Sox again, which I'm excited about. I was excited about him to start the season. He didn't really have the start that they'd like. He had a nice start actually kind of right away, but then it just didn't didn't sustain. He just struggled with big league pitching um, to a point. He just didn't have the power maybe that they wanted. But, I mean, look, look at Tim Anderson. What a strange situation that has zero home runs. He's got some sort of obvious nagging injury. Um, and so, I, I don't know. It's... It's something to keep an eye on with these White Sox. Keep going to the Cleveland Guardians, who I think are the team to watch right now in the AL Central. There's a lot of parity right now in that division with with records right now over the past couple weeks. But the Cleveland Guardians are the team that seems to be that seem to be showing that they're going to make a push second half here. Uh, Detroit's shown signs of it, but they faced uh, poor enough teams lately to where that. It's kind of made up for maybe their weaknesses and their pitching staff and their lineup. Um, Detroit's very poor against winning teams. Like, they're 12 and 28. Uh, the Twins are 22 and 27. The Guardians are 14 and 16. So the Guardians, out of anybody in the division, have just faced the least amount of quality opponents. And so tonight, Cleveland has to face... Um, um, I think they're against Atlanta. I think it's the last game of the series. Is that right? Well, yeah. Yeah, it's been a four-gamer, I think. Uh, da, 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 da. No. No, it was Marlins Braves over the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, Marlins Braves over the weekend. So it's the Guardians have a one... And do they get three games against the Braves? Yeah. So, I mean, good luck right now against the Braves. They are, they look so good. And tonight, uh, I just think, I mean, the Braves are already up 3 nothing in the fourth. Um, Elder's pitching well. He's been kind of, I think you can say impressive. He's a 2.36 ERA right now. Um, that's in 17 starts. He's, you know, not striking out tons of batters. So that's where, like, people sniff at him a little bit. But if I'm looking for a guy to get me some wins, it's going to be Bryce Elder and give me, like, good ratios. He's your guy. Like, really, I wonder what his ownership is. He has to be high-owned just because he's a pitcher for the Atlanta Braves. I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve to have high ownership, 
it's just one of those deals where you see like the Braves pitchers are just taken whether they're good or not in a lot of cases. Yeah, he's 88% rostered. Okay, let's see if there's any. So if we're to, I like to look at this stuff. So if we go to Atlanta Braves, I think we looked at this a little bit last week. If we go Atlanta, all starters in my main league, there are five. The, the five starters are taken: Spencer Strider, Bryce Elder, Max Fried, uh, Charlie Morton, Kyle Wright. So Soroka is not. Uh, Dylan Dodd is not. I don't know if Dylan's actually doing much starting. Uh, Smith Shaver is not. I don't even think he's on the big league club right now. But, I mean, you got two guys like, is Freed, what's the deal with Freed? He's facing, he's been silent since early May, but should rejoin Atlanta's rotation before the end of July if he continues to progress. And he's still 95% rostered because 60-day IL, just use your one of your IL slots for Mr. Freed, right? So, um, you know, it's uh, there's, there's a lot of interesting stuff. You see stuff like that, it's just like put, I mean, obviously they kick out good pitchers. That's not a question. But then I like to look at like Arizona Diamondbacks right now. Arizona has a lot of like pitching woes right now, I feel like, where they can't seem to figure out their rotation, like the back end of it. You know, Zach Gallon's been fantastic. He's an ace. He's got 10 wins. Merrill Kelly, nine wins, but he's on the IL right now. Uh, Dre Jamison has been in the bullpen, and he's been fantastic since they kind of moved him there. And it makes me a little sad because I'd love to see him in the rotation. And Brandon Fott didn't make it, um, you know, in this stint. Ryan Nelson starting to show some signs of life. He had a really good start the other night against the Angels, went seven and a third innings, six strikeouts. One before that, he was against San Fran, seven and th- seven innings, six strikeouts. So, you know, I don't know. That's, that, that's really, it's really kind of an interesting guy to take now that I'm looking at him. He's only 10% rostered. Uh, so I didn't go into this thinking I was going to talk about Ryan Nelson, but here we are. Last five starts, he's been pretty good. He had a stinker against Philadelphia, but he's been good. Had a good start against Detroit. His strikeouts aren't like at that high rate, so I think that must be why he's not being rostered. But overall, he's got some decent ratios lately, and this is what I'm going to constantly – it's like I'm going to go back to the well on this. If you're looking for someone to help in your rotation, yes, maybe their overall numbers are poor, but look how they've been playing the past two weeks, the past month. Look for trends, and you don't need to have them for a whole year. If you're just looking for a stopgap, you're like, I just need some good starts this week. I have an open roster slot, or even two, look for guys that are just playing like this. Ryan Nelson looks like a fun pick. Tough part is he has a game against the New York Mets this week. Um, but he's been pitching well, and he beat two pretty quality teams recently. Now, uh, next week... Um, hope to have um, my brother on 
And then we'll talk a little bit about, um, I think we're going to talk about the Minnesota Twins. That's just a little bit of a teaser for, for next time. Um, we'll see, see if that works out. Um, but, yeah, so I, I, I was going to have a, a team lined up for this week, but just kind of plans changed, and um, I, I'm, I'm just kind of going over some stuff that I've noticed over the week. Also, update, um, Nardi gave up a double to Paul DeYoung, so Wilson Contreras scored. So Braxton Garrett, final line for the night, five and two-thirds, seven hits, three runs, six strikeouts. And he is on the hook right now for the loss because Nardi gave up the double, uh, which stinks. But if Miami can score or to even take the lead tonight, they or they all, all they got to do is score in the bottom of the sixth, and then Braxton Garrett's off the hook for the loss. And then, um, yeah. So anyway, I want to go back to some stuff that I've been seeing. And one of the players I want to talk about is uh, Brendan Donovan. Uh, the Cardinals are kind of interesting in general. They, um, a guy I talked about, I feel like quite a bit before the season started was Brendan Donovan because I knew I was going to take him in leagues and really liked what he offered. Once again, he is eligible in Yahoo leagues for first, second, third, short, and outfield. That's every defensive position except for catcher. Um, right now he's batting 280. 37 runs, 9 homers, 26 RBIs, 4 stolen bases. I still want to reiterate, I'd love to see more um, in the stolen base department. And now that he's back at the top of the lineup against righties, I think we're going to see more runs scored, hopefully, if the Cardinals can figure out. But the last month, he's batted 330. The last two weeks, he's batted 364. He's been on a real tear. And... Right now, his numbers are, I don't know, they're, they're similar to, they're kind of online with last year. Um, like his power numbers are up, his steals are up, his average is pretty much the same, and I don't think he's trending as well for RBIs or runs. And I just think a lot of it has to do with this St. Louis offense. Can they figure it out? I don't know. We're, it's July 3rd today. The trade deadline is the 31st. I believe they didn't change it. Let's just double check. MLB trade deadline. Um, it's August 1st, technically. Um, but you got to know, like, right now, the Cardinals are 10 games back in a division where I think Milwaukee's Milwaukee and Cincinnati have shown that they're the best two teams in that division. The Cubs have had some really good stretches of baseball, but they can't seem to to continue it. The only team that's really doing anything to winning teams is Cincinnati. They've shown that they they've been on such a good run. Like I feel like Le De La Cruz was such a big jolt to their their system, and they, you could see another guy like Christian Encarnacion Strand come up. You know, they, they've been calling up guys. And I remember last year, Cincinnati beat writers, uh, Cincinnati fans, all these people talking about, oh, the Reds are mismanaging this team. There's, there's no hope for the future for them. Boy, do they look fun this year. Boy, does it look like they have a future this year. You know what I'm saying? And it's so strange to me when you see that kind of stuff. Like, oh, is that just 
are we just too emotional sometimes as fans? And I don't know. It's all that stuff's very strange to me. But um, if we're looking at even just so this is something I want to start looking at now. Now that we're in July, where where trades are actually you know we saw Eduardo Escobar get traded. It's a smaller trade, but it's still a big clubhouse trade in my opinion. Eduardo is a fantastic clubhouse guy. Um, but you need to look at this stuff for your players or maybe players that have underperformed this year and might get traded and get a shot somewhere else that are available in the waiver wire. Be keeping an eye on a lot of this stuff. There are stuff, you're going to see a lot of rumors right now, right? Like the Mets have been struggling, okay? Mets had that great season last year. They're 38 and 46 this year, 18 and a half games back in the East, eight games out of the wild card uh, picture. And there's still a lot of season left. There's a second half of the season left still, right? Um, but people are already calling about Pete Alonso. You know, teams are calling, but the Mets say we're not going to move him. The Brewers are looking for looking to make some moves, right? Um, and I think a lot of people know that the Cardinals will probably be dealing some guys. I think you could really see some of their guys like Goldschmidt go. I do not envision them trading Arenado. I don't. That doesn't seem like something that would happen. But because I think he has a lot of no trade clause stuff set up. Um, so let's go to the St. Louis Cardinals lineup, okay? And so, like talking about Brendan Donovan, who knows? Is he a part of their future? What do they got coming up? through the pipeline. We know that they have players, right? We know. So there's like guys that, who was one of the guys that was really speculated on early in the season? He had a great spring. Trying to see if I can see his name here, if it rings a bell. Bear with me here. Uh, Mason Wynn. Mason Wynn. Um, Did he get, he, he hasn't been up at all this year, but he's, the future shortstop, right? And and a lot of folks thought he was going to actually start the season, that he was going to get called up sometime this year uh, in the first half, and it never happened. And I think that's just because the team got DeYoung back, and DeYoung's been pretty good. He's got that power. And they're just going to let Mason develop a little more. But that's a guy, like, so do they hang on to DeYoung? Do they move a guy like a Tommy Edmond? who seems to be maybe on his way out with Brendan Donovan taking over his role and doing even more technically. Um, You have so many outfielders on this team. Do they move one of their outfielders? They won't move a Jordan Walker, right? He's part of their future. So do you move a Dylan Carlson? Do you move an Alec Burleson? Do you move a Lars Newtbar? I don't think they move Lars Newtbar. I think they like him for the future. You know, uh, Lars has had an, had an okay year. He was big on a lot of people's lists. So look for him to maybe have a good second half because I know a lot of experts out there like his like his analytic type numbers, his beyond the numbers type stuff. Now, I don't know what those numbers look like for this season, but I know going into this season they liked a lot of what they saw. Jordan Walker has been nothing short of spectacular in my opinion. He's batting 301 and 156 at-bats. He's been awesome since he got called back up. Looks like he took what they wanted him to do in AAA and he applied it and it's shown up in the big leagues. And that tells me you have a very dangerous hitter on your team. When a young player 
can get sent down and not take it as a slight, but take it as I'm never going back down to the minor leagues again, you're going to have to look like a stupid team to do that, right? Because this team has power. Like Goldie can hit homers. Arnado can hit homers. Gorman can hit home runs. DeYoung. Um, and then you know that Walker can. You know Contreras can. He hit one tonight. It's a lot of these other guys that I think that they're looking to take a step forward, like a Dylan Carlson, just have not. Alec Burleson has not. Um, Tyler O'Neill, obviously Tyler got hurt, so that's hard to know what that could have been. And I just don't think you can blame it on Tyler O'Neill being hurt of why this team can't seem to put the pieces together. Um because I don't even know how long Tyler's been out. But he's supposedly starting a rehab assignment on Tuesday. He's rostered in 44% of leagues. Outfield is pretty thick right now. If you feel like he's going to be awesome, maybe keep an eye on him because he's probably available in your league. I mean, you even have guys like, um, you know, Juan Yepes. He was a stud for them in the past when they've called him up and asked him to do some stuff. And he hasn't really shown much of that when he's been up. He, I think he's in AAA right now. I mean, they have Oscar Mercado. Um, there's all these outfielders. I cannot imagine they're just going to sit on him. They're going to obviously, they know what they want. Part of that's going to be young pitching. So they're going to offer you a good either platoon outfielder or even a, a guy like, like, let's say they move Goldie. And Goldie would obviously then immediately go to a competitor. And, but who would take Goldie? Who needs Goldie? I've seen him linked to the Twins. I've seen him linked to, you know, a team like, uh, you know, what was it? Is it the, I want to say the Rangers, but I don't think that's right. But, I mean, keeping an eye on, Guys like him potentially being moved is important. Goldschmidt is a professional hitter. He is a he is a world class hitter, and wherever he goes, he's going to hit. Uh, in my opinion, he's he's just he's so good and he's so veteran. And, and I, I can see the Twins going maybe going after him. They have a lot of guys just kind of plugged up in the minors that are probably ready to go, and they've already shown that they're willing to part with uh, minor leaguers that can make an immediate impact like you see in Cincinnati. Um, the Twins have contributed to their success, um, and the Twins front office, I mean, if they feel like they have to win this year, this front office to stay in there, then they might make a move for a guy like Goldschmidt. Now, I think that that is probably on the unlikely side, but you don't know, like, even someone like uh, Baltimore just looking for another big veteran bat, and if they weren't willing to spend to get a guy like Goldie, I just think there's a lot of stuff, not a potential stuff. Now, Atlanta, what they'll do is probably look for just bullpen depth, just add an, even another arm that maybe they can call up in August if anything happens, a veteran arm that they can call up for a spot start. They're just looking for depth, quality depth right now. That's like that guys that have been there before. Miami might even try to make a splash. You know, they've they've been playing good baseball too, and you know you got you got teams right now like expect Washington to fleece somebody. I think the Washington Nationals are already showing everybody that 
like they looked like they were going to be bad for a really long time, but they've honestly been one of the more fun teams to watch out there. And the thing that they're just missing right now is good quality up and down the rotation pitching. And, but they have some fun bats and they have some fun veteran players in there. You get like a Heimer Candelario that's having a renaissance season. It's a beautiful thing to watch. It's fun baseball, and it's a fun park. Nationals Park is a very fun park to watch on TV. And the announcers are great. they got a great broadcast crew. And this is a team I don't think that's very far out from being competitors again. I think right now they're biding their time because they know Atlanta's on such a run and that Philadelphia is going to look to push back hard again next year now that they have Trey Turner. But Washington knows that they have a few years to just try to just get desperate teams to overspend on players that aren't a part of their future that they can ship off that are having over like just having big years this year. Like let's go here. Let me see. I want to give you an example. So if we go to Washington, we go to their lineup. The guy that comes to mind for me is Lane Thomas. Now I'm not saying they're going to get rid of Lane Thomas. But Lane Thomas is, what, he's 28, going to be 28 this year? That is not old. I want to, or not 28. Yeah, 28. That's not old. But in baseball, it kind of is as an outfielder. And this could be totally not the case. He could still have a lot of great years left, but technically his peak season is probably going to be around 30 years old. That's that's how you have to kind of look at it in a way. You have to be practical and organizations look at things that way. So you have a Lane Thomas who's tw- going to be 28 in August. He's having a career year and you know, he's out of the St. Louis organization. By the way, another outfielder. It's all St. Louis. They, they're outfielder machines. They just make outfielders. They don't really need Lane in the future. They have Stone Garrett. They have, you know, Alex Call, which I think will, is a guy that will eventually stay with them. Now, Alex, I mean, how old is Alex? Alex is, yeah, Alex is, oh, man, he's a Minnesota guy. He's from Burnsville. I did not know that. He's older than uh, Lane Thomas. So maybe Alex Call just is part of a package. You know, they have C.J. Abrams sitting there, and I honestly think he's having an okay year. It's not what they everything they wanted, but C.J.'s like, I, I don't know. I'd like to see more steals from him, but he's on pace to be a 15-homer, 20-stolen base guy. And, you know, he's he's 22 years old. And his his uh, slugging percentage is up this year a little bit. Um, his average is up. His um, you know he's um, he's striking out less this year, and that's what they wanted to see was was can he um, strike out at a at a lower rate. Um, so yeah, his slugging is actually up quite a bit, and his OPS is up. His um, average is up from his San Diego stint. Um, I don't know. I think there's something there. I, I think that there's, yeah, it, when you can get a guy to make more contact, 
Like he's kind of almost a little bit like a slower Jorge Mateo. He's this guy with all this talent and he's got pop in his bat. And I, I think C.J. Abrams is still a guy to keep an eye on for the second half. He's got the second base shortstop position eligibility in Yahoo, which I love. They also have Luis Garcia that's having a better season. And, and, uh, but I think that C.J. Abrams is a guy with a higher ceiling. Luis Garcia's ceiling I don't think is as high, but uh, please reach out to me if you think I'm wrong on that. Luis is a guy that's another, another young player. He just turned 23. He's having a nice year. And Washington's sitting there being like, we're just make, you know, we're putting pieces together. We got a guy named Joey Manessis who's hitting like he's a like he's a young John Olrood over there, not hitting any home runs, which I think is frustrating, maybe like fantasy people. But I love it personally. Like his slugging percentage is terrible. But he hits. And last year, his numbers were crazy in that small sample size. And you're seeing more of maybe what he is. He's, he's just kind of a, a nice contact hitter. And I personally love watching that. He's not necessarily like a Luis Arise. He just reminds me of an old school player like a John Olrude, like, um, oh gosh, like an Edgar Martinez with a little less power. But Joey's a six foot three guy. And I think that they believe that the power is there. And this Washington team, I, th- I think you keep an eye on them. I'd like to talk about them in depth a little more. Uh, they're they're a very interesting, interesting team. But like Joey's probably not gonna, you know, he's twenty, he's twenty eight years old, or I'm sorry, he's he's older than that. He's thirty one years old. I had no idea Joey Manessis was that old. No way is Joey Manessis that old. Wow. What am I missing? So he's like a, a less power Jose Abreu, like a rookie late in his life. I did not know that. How interesting. Yeah, I don't know. It, I like to just look at teams like this that are being overlooked and they have guys that might get traded. Be aware of what's happening in the league. Um, and and I, I think you'll be glad you, you, you paid attention. Okay? Um, Nolan Arenado got a sack fly, so it's 4-2 St. Louis right now. Actually, let's look at the scores. Take a, look, a little quick look around the league here before we call the night. Twins Royals are 1 1 early. Um, Braves Guardians. Braves are up 4 0 in the sixth. Uh, boy, I wonder if Joe Ryan. Joe Ryan's laboring a little bit. Uh, Reds are up on the Nationals right now 3 uh, 2. Orioles are up 3 0 on the Yankees in last week's perfect game. Um, winner uh, Domingo Herman. We got still got Angels Padres tonight, Mariners Giants, Pirates Dodgers. All three of those games, really fun games in my opinion. Yeah, Jamie Barria against Blake Snell. Um, I can't remember his first name. I should look it up here. Brian Wu um, versus Logan Webb, and then you have Mitch Keller versus uh, I'm gonna forget his name too. Michael Grove. So some fun late games. I'll have late baseball on tonight. Um, really keep an eye on things. Also, if you are Dynasty League person, um, the draft is coming up, like I said, uh, next Sunday. 
and you need to be aware of what's happening in the draft to prepare for um, adding value to your dynasty team and for the draft next year, depending on how your dynasty team does it. Be watching the draft. Know who's getting picked. Know who's the big deal. Know who's ready to come to the to the majors sooner than later. Okay? Anyway, have a beautiful 4th of July, Independence Day. Um, happy Canada Day to those that are uh, Canadians. Uh, that was on, uh, I think, the first there. So that was on, on, on Saturday. And uh, I pray everybody's being safe out there during this fireworks time. But anyway... Uh, good luck out there in your leagues and keep an eye on the trade deadline.